0: Hello and welcome to Inspired Podcast, where everything's inspirational. So today we have Mike. Um, So he's going to share a bit of his experience being homeless and how he has recovered. So it's been a pleasure having you, Mark. Hey,
1: I appreciate you taking the time to have me on. Let me tell you, I've I've been up and down and back and forth, left and right. And I've learned a lot out of it. So I'm looking forward to sharing this stuff with you.
0: Nick, what do you take the most out of the day-to-day life at the moment now? I
1: think uh, at this point now, I take the work that I do with my project, my podcast, which is called Project Mindfully Outdoors, and the process of helping people. And then the other thing that I hold really dear to my heart is that through the past couple of years and the journey that I've been on, i've managed to reconnect and build a relationship with my daughter yeah um
0: yeah So, like i don't see here experience like your journey going forth so what was it like all right so it started
1: for me let's see things fell apart in my world and i had this big mental breakdown following my second divorce which led to uh me being homeless and i would say that was highlighted by uh the words looking in my face telling me that I didn't deserve my family and I couldn't do anything for them. at that point that led me, I was already homeless living in my truck between there and a old uh, hunting blind that I used to use. So the night that that was said to me, I drove to the hunting blind and I tried to end my life. Well, I woke up the next morning and uh, I don't know if I was exactly thrilled that I woke up. However, that's when the whole journey process began. And there's a couple of days there where I walked around kind of just in this fog and in this cloud. And uh, one morning, and through it all, I managed to maintain my job, which it was cold February morning. I was outside working. And I had heard this podcast I was listening to where uh, they were highlighting the author Ryan Holiday. And he was talking about uh, stoicism. And there was a quote that he read from Marcus Aurelius about adversity and how adversity is just an opportunity for you to uh, highlight, showcase who you are truly deep inside. And at that moment, I thought about it and I was like, you know, for his down and out as I am right now, this is just an obstacle. And if I could figure out how to rise above it and overcome the obstacle, That's really going to show the people around me that I care about, and not only them, but myself, who I really am. And once I took that step, that's where the journey began. That's where I started to not only redefine and rediscover, but I also built myself up.
0: Yeah, that was like such a journey to go through. I think we then from the the hardships that, we are forced into rather than the ones that we take it's like um how do you view the world like what's your perspective now it's funny because
1: before all of this it was always kind of like uh when things got bad it was poor me why is this happening to me and now when i face something and i look at the world i look at it literally through that stoic point of view where you know what if this isn't In front of me and this isn't my challenge then who else is going to do it it's almost like um what's the word? for it i look at things with okay that happened and i'm great i love it i love that this stuff is happening you know down that path in that journey the first days i love that i i got that i was divorced i love that i was told that i didn't deserve or that I couldn't provide for my family. I love those things because those things gave me an opportunity to test my own merit and discover who I truly am. And that those narratives and those words, they don't define me because I used to look so hard to other people for my value. But when that those situations happened, I had nobody around, so I had to find that value within myself. And as bad as each one of those moments saw the fact that I'm standing here now and I'm doing the things that I've accomplished, not only in my own personal life, but I'm able to help and inspire other people, man, I love that I've been through all of that.
0: Yeah. I think it comes along that our journey is a perspective of different mindsets we have. uh, different movies and there's like a lot of movies and f- different experiences, but the when we watch it, the ex- perspective is from that person that is experiencing it and then we live that journey. So it can be really sad, like happiness with Will Smith or really happy, like, um, or really thrilling, like those action movies that have like a lot of action and romance. The I think is like a lot of, but we drive our purpose too. So, have you really been able to like think about your purpose and your thought about life itself? You know, I've thought about it in numerous ways, and I've always
1: had this kind of like feeling inside that I was meant to help people. And I'll I'll tell you a funny story. Is on my show, I opened it up and started bringing in guests. And around Halloween, somehow I hooked up with the spirit medium. And uh, through the course of the conversation, he mentioned that I've been alive six times, this is like my seventh life, and all because I refuse to learn a lesson that I keep coming back. And that lesson is that I'm meant to help other, help other people. And after that suicide failure attempt, and you know, the things that I've gone through and that I've done, let alone talking to other people and seeing their approach. I can tell you, I truly feel like I'm here to help other people. It's kind of like you, you walk through something and then like almost walking across the river and then you go back and you build the bridge. So that way other people have an easier time crossing.
0: Yeah. I, like so many to me, I, I experienced that a few times, like my brother, jungle me mostly every night in my high school years and I was like beaten in high school and at home and like finding abuse so I think like the negative insight makes me makes us people like draw in this emotional state more than the logical state of mind so yeah I think we have like more of a connection as male people it's, like yeah, always thoughts uh, thoughts about me was having emotions. Right. And I really feel like once you face something
1: and, it, you know, it's not just you or I, but, you know, anybody in this world, when you face something that affects you on a deep level and then you overcome that obstacle, you feel empowered and you feel like, you know, it's kind of a pause that you, you want to take up and you want to and I guess uh make it a little bit easier than X person. It's oh. like the uh the struggles with the depression and the anxiety that go through. Those those things, a lot of it comes out not, not only because of like the stigmas that are out there, but the feelings inside bring out this like feeling that you suffer in silence because you feel like nobody's gonna understand. You can go out and you can find a therapist, but nine times out of ten when you go in there, you're gonna kind of feel put off and uh like this isn't exactly the ideal situation which is where somebody like you know you or my or me come in and uh you kind of bridge that gap because we've been through there we've been it we walked through it and i can relate to you you can relate to me and just like you know the person standing next to you there's not that I guess, uh, formal clinical aspect. It's more of a hands-on understanding. And really I feel that's, that's what people are looking for. And that's what people really need is that, that legitimate
0: understanding. Yeah. I think life is about understanding. Yeah. So like, uh, being trapped uh, for me, like being trapped in this environment of negativity, like I shared earlier, I think you also would relate to it's so like, do you really want to be your do you want your environment to be uh
1: my environment is the one that i want is the one that i'm building like i i grew up in a abusive situation as far as with a step parent and that ultimately led to me developing this negative view of myself seeking out abusive relationships that empowered that negative self-view give you that uh you know that validation As far as what you saw, because regardless of what what you do and what you achieve, that negative, that voice in your head is always looking for validation. And when I had gone through the second divorce, which I spent almost 10 years in that marriage on the receiving end of mental abuse, that was a very mentally abusive marriage, which really did a number on me and really... You know, amplified everything and then that fired up. And I learned how to slowly take control of it. I began to build the world around me that I want and I should have. And that's a world that we all deserve. is a world that is positive, that is safe, and that is the environment that we thrive.
0: Yeah. Um I think like although uh the journey of a movie or our lives are so similar that we need this struggle in able to have an insight to our victory and just like to see that we are struggling for our lives to be a victorious one is how a lot of people struggle but they don't see the light that much they don't see the positives or the need of gratitude and positive insight so do you think you have like created this positive and open mindset? I think that that's a
1: journey that is a lifelong quest. I can say that I've set pillars in the ground that are lighting the way down that path. But I know in reality that I still have my struggles. I still had my moments where it's not all positivity within my head. So it's something that we have to learn and we continue to learn throughout life. However, when I look back at the things that I do through the course of the day, the week, the month, and the milestones that I achieve along my journey, yes, I'm very grateful for each one of those opportunities. There, there's a stoic quote that uh, you should fear the man that has never, be- never faced adversity because they don't know who they are. And when you face that adversity, you get the opportunity to forge your definition of who you are, your definition of positivity, and you also get to drive home the dirt on the ground, which becomes the path that you're walking towards. And as you set those pillars, as you get to set those pillars, those become things that nobody can ever take away from you. And as you walk further and further down the road, each one of those pillars have only pushed you in the
0: direction toward reaching goals. Yeah. I think it's all about being able to dig that tunnel or climb that mountain. That's like really difficult because there's like so much work into it that people would normally give up and being able to, see a perspective that isn't so driven on being themselves like i see like a lot of people once they find this environment to be so negative and then they have this mindset of judgment and then this judgment becomes too toxic and critical like they are critics of the world they just point things out and then just recently, I realized that these critics were bringing people down because I can analyze and understand everything, but I'm only doing that. I'm not using it for any good or bad or anything at all. It's just a mindset of understanding the environment. So um, yeah, I like really discovered this unique way of understanding the world in a positive way is to have every experience we encounter and get a, a second or multiple opinions and guidances or maybe you want to like research on YouTube or like if you don't have any friends. So it's really about opening the mind and understanding that there's positive and there's a pathway to life rather than following this judgment. <laughs> Size world. you're right we are a
1: product of our environment we walk around like sponges we soak up whatever is thrown our way and our brains inevitably store it and use it for later use when times are hard tend to unfortunately automatically click back to those negative things which make us question ourselves because it's an instinct that it's kind of part of like the lizard brain where you know it drums up the anxiety and it drums up the fear because it was an aspect that our ancestors thrived on. That was how they stayed alive. If they were anxious about something, they were looking around. If they were scared, they were looking around for the next predator or whatever came along. And the way it applies to us now is we got to be mindful of that, that concept because, you know, what you're doing with your show here and you're bringing up these hard conversations, these are things that people need to hear because it's gonna give them an opportunity to soak it up and reflect on it later on when times a little tough they got these things in the back pocket they can pull out and push themselves forward with and say you know what i remember a conversation like that where they described the same situation and gravitate toward that way as opposed to that conversation over here that was not, nothing but negative self critic i don't need those thoughts because the only thing that i need to consider that i need to concern myself with is what's in my hands and what i can control And when I'm focusing on those aspects, even if I fall on my face, I'm going to get back up and I'm still doing the right thing because the healthy and the right thing to do is to
0: continue to try. So what is your expect of trying and how is it like a positive or negative insight? You know, honestly, it brings up a
1: a line from an old Blind Melon song
0: that, kind of correlates
1: with it where you could say where the the line from the song is once you stop dreaming is when it's time to die all right well when you keep trying you're continuing to live continues to be because the goal of your body is continue to try to live your mind its job is to continue to try to go forward and so when you're continuing to do that no matter what the situation is it can be as something as simple as making a wrong turn at the stop sign and having to go the, the long way around you at least are making the effort to be out there and trying to get where you're going so if you're making the wrong turn if the situation is something say I can give you a personal uh I can give you a personal story with it as far as complex goes I have a daughter that there was 10 years uh, almost 10 years that i didn't see not because i didn't try i reached out however i've tried the wrong ink, and when i finally found the right writing i got face, and it's not been the easiest situation it's been something that's been very complex on both ends however by trying and trying and trying even when i fall on my face we're building a solid relationship because it gets back to the simple root positive thing is to try
0: if we yeah i think the, the trying expect is not too let these experiences go unhandled. So we are allowing ourselves to be exposed to any circumstance or any environment we're in. And then I think that to build on the try is to have an open mindset to the positive aspects of life while being able to understand the environment, which is really difficult to you practice in daily life by the understanding the positive and being grateful for things that happen and occur suddenly. But uh, I think that everything has insight to our reflection. And then sometimes that not all things are also in relation to us, but in reflection to how a person is emotionally dealing with things that we can also help them have you like experienced, like that environment where you don't really relate to what they're saying and then they are just like busting out i'm i'm not exactly sure what you're trying to ask how do you mean like uh an environment where i'm trying
1: and i'm getting nothing but negative feedback
0: no i mean like you're in an environment where like they're like. Uh, Expressing their emotions and you're like, listening, but you don't really connect to what they're saying. So have you like, experienced okay, that? So, so in a disagreement
1: type situation and in something like that, you got two different points of view. Myself, I take a very stoic mindset where I'm not going to speak or act out of the spur of the moment. If it's not something that because words words do affect people and words do hurt. And when you say something you can't take it back regardless of what you say or it still has the meaning effect. And if you take the time to think rationally instead of just responding in the moment you prevent those moments from escalating. Even if say you're the, the level one in the conversation or and the other person's firing off you're not in control of their response you're solely in control of your response and there's another quote that i can live. you hold yourself to a higher expectation than you hold other people And if you're holding yourself to a higher expectation, you're holding true to your virtue, whatever they do, whatever they say, however they fly off the handle, that's their, you know, that's for them to answer to later. If you've kept yourself smooth and you've kept on your path, you're continuing with what's in your hands and what you can, what you have control over and influence over, then you're doing the right thing and
0: that's the healthy aspect of it. I think being true to yourself is really important. I think that we, like when we experience these things, we build a lot of things within ourselves and we understand ourselves more from the experiences as well. Life is a learning, it's a constant learning process. Yeah, life is a constant learning process. Um, How do you take these experiences and interpret them in your own mind? I look at
1: everything as exactly that, a learning process. When I'm going through, say, something within myself, you know, like I'm fired up and triggered by some kind of trauma that I've experienced. may sit in there for a few minutes and whatnot with how I feel in the moment, but then I start looking at it. And I start looking for little lessons and little things that can reassure myself about doing the positive things, doing the healthy aspects. Like, um, say, uh, say something has to be triggered where I don't feel like I can be around people and I have to disassociate, disconnect and do whatever I have to do to get through it. As long as it's something that's healthy, that I use to cope, like say I've Pull out a journal, turn on some music, read a book, get out in the woods, whatever it is. Those are things that I chalk up and say, you know, probably about five years ago I have done that, and the fact that I'm doing it now means that I can trust myself because five years ago I probably would pull out a razor blade and started mutilating myself. Now, now I pick up a book, I pick up the journal, I meditate, whatever it is, and the fact that I'm being healthy and I'm taking care of myself instead of working to destroy myself means that I can trust my own decision and I. can rely on and once you're able to rely on yourself and trust yourself you're moving closer to being and once you're whole that's when the environment around you the people that you around allow around yourself
0: yeah i think that a lot of people struggle with being open and being able to express themselves as well as like dealing with the internal mind like being able to write it down or meditate so Like what are your thoughts about those people that struggle with this concept? And I think society is also about the negative impact on health being, like journaling, meditating. So like what's your full process on that? My thought process as far as people that look down on it,
1: I simply say and challenge them to try it. You can't knock something that you don't have any experience in doing. And if you if you are and you're refusing to try it, and this is how you, you know, that's how you approach it, then maybe there's something deeper there and a whole nother conversation that isn't meant to be had with somebody else. Maybe it's a conversation that literally is meant for you in the journal, or you in the mirror, and you're attacking or, you know, downplaying the idea of journaling because you're afraid of what's inside, and to that, I say, you know what, it's okay to be afraid, however, it's even more, it's even better, and it's healthy to acknowledge the fact that you're scared of what you're going to find. Because I'll tell you, I spent years and years avoiding myself out of fear, out of fear of what was inside of me. And I can tell you from a personal experience, those things that you're afraid to find out about yourself, they're not as scary. They're really not as scary as your mind plays them out to be. So I encourage you to pick up a book, pick up a paper, a pen and just write one word, one simple word. And then that word will turn into two. Those two words will turn into a sentence. And to get back to the point of fear and why people fear it is because when I sit down and I write in my journal, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to myself, which means that I don't have to put on an act. I don't have I don't have to tell stories. The only thing that's going to come out of those thoughts that go on the paper are complete and honest truth unfiltered. Because there's no reason to lie to yourself. You are the only only audience when you do this, even with the meditation. As thoughts come in, they're unfiltered, and there's no mask behind them. And that's that's something that we all need is to take that mask off, literally be our own audience, and begin to unclutter the thought process. Because once you channel your thoughts, it's a powerful thing. And it brings on a whole shift, not only in your mindset, but in your life.
0: Yeah, I think that is like there's no right or wrong way to create a journal. And I'm doing my own journal and I just express myself to share my emotion, not to do it in any way. But how to do it is completely individual so anyone can do it in any way they want is just able to express yourself is the key thing absolutely there is no right or wrong answer yeah um like, talking about this like how has like journeying helped you like have you went through like uh, experience where you didn't find your journal, and then like what was like experience like I keep
1: four different journals all right, and the reason that I do that is because they each play a different role. I keep two journals that end up becoming material for my project, and then I keep two journals that, one, I simply write down one single word every day. The second is where I have my personal conversations with myself. And I found that by doing those two things has really helped me to learn about myself. And it's Help me to grow. And when you do that, when you sit down with those conversations, those are the things that are going to happen is you're going to become the not only declutter your thoughts, but you're also going to learn about yourself. You're going
0: to learn things that you didn't know. And when you do that, you're going to grow. I just think thinking about my journal, I I I see like a lot of negativity and a lot of just like a thought that like this goes onto paper. So like it kinda it's kinda like my brain, like the perspective in that moment. So like, what do you think about how journals change people?
1: Well with like what you were just sharing. When you have a night that you're journaling and you know the subject is negativity towards somebody or whatnot i i would personally if that's you know the subject and the thoughts that are in my mind as i'm writing those things out when i completed that part of it underneath it i would challenge those thoughts kind of dive in and dissect them a little bit because there's a root for everything and when you take the time to dissect your thoughts that's where you get to that root and that's how you progress into the next phase and you begin to understand things and when you understand that then you're going to progress yourself toward change because really understanding is what is what it is it's what it's all about
0: yeah i think that like youtube and, and podcasts have different perspective and different struggles that people go through that enable us to understand things more and then being able to write down a particular thing that we struggle in our journal and then once we it's like it's a page and i try to complete a page so like we write about it and then once we don't know what to write in Anything else? We have to really think, and that's where we dissect the that moment in time. To so, yeah, and I mean, you know, on a, on a different thought process of the whole journaling
1: concept is one book that I really rely on, and I really turn to a lot is the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius, and a lot of the Stoic gloss. Whose journals were left behind at the time when they were writing them? They weren't writing these journals as you know I'm going to put these books out, whatever. However, they've come down through the course of time. And it gives me an opportunity to literally have a, a one-sided conversation with a dead person, and I know how weird that sounds. However, you know I, when you pick up the book, just the them here's at the time the most powerful man in the world a roman emperor sharing his thoughts and his struggles with himself in order to make sense of it and continue being true to himself and when i read those conversations that he had i'm able to apply them to aspects of my life and as i do that i realize you know, those conversations were kind of like roadmaps. And my journal, yes, it's my personal journal. However, when I do pass on, inevitably somebody's going to read that. And when they read that, they're going to see the conversations that I had with myself, which may end up becoming a roadmap, an inspiration. And that's something that you leave behind kind of kind of honestly it's kind of chronicling your own life so if nothing else when you pass on your children your grandchildren stumble across that when they're going through your belongings they can kind of see where uh, see the
0: person that you really were and i think that's kind of cool yeah i'm, I'm sure he those to make milestones in our life and pass it on And like, when I think about like the social media impressing like so much, so much money in other things, but that moment they're in, they're like happy. So it's different from what we are experiencing and being able to journal or whatever we are doing creates a milestone of ourselves. And these are completely different, but they are as equal because we are experience this joy that is not touchable by anyone because it's our experience and this other people visit it by their comments and this judgment so you, uh, how do we deal with that sort of environment that always judges things that like
1: yeah uh you know I guess through the process of my uh my journey and you know really getting into the whole philosophy thing i've learned to let go of the judgment from other people i keep in mind just the simple fact that if it's not within my hands to have an effect on the outcome then you know the rest of the environment really doesn't matter, yeah, I still end up inevitably soaking up you know the things that are said, but I take them with a major grain of salt on before I used to find my value within the words that other people said to me, whether it's positive, whether it's negative. Now, through all the growth, through all, all the studying and you know, life experiences and struggle and everything. It's the opposite. The self-value, the self-worth that comes from within. And once you have that, there's nobody that can take that away from you. There's no negative comments out there. In fact, when I get those negative comments now, I think I read them more just for humor because I realize something that I said sparked something in some way and everything that i put out there is literally you know stories from my journey and my understanding from it. which means that if somebody posts a negative comment about one of my episodes then you know what i got gotcha. you because later on you're gonna be thinking about that and you're gonna be reflecting about how that pertains to your life. So at that moment in time, yeah, you're uncomfortable and your instinct is to lash out, to knock it away from you. But I planted the seed and guess what? Because that seed's planted, it's gonna grow.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, I see like. Heat, like in relation, like uh, in like high school, people um have like different types of crushes. They're like the they're romantic, there's the the distant apart, and then there's like the heat one. It's like people that really connect with something, they have to like see something negative too because they connected with it so much, and like, it's on another level that we are connected on, but it is a different perspective is just hate and is really limited. You can't expand on this hate, but when they are able to break through this hate part, they really understand themselves, which is really cool. Right.
1: And you know, there, there's another part, and I know I keep quoting Marcus Aurelius here, but there's another uh, part in the in his book where He talks about exactly that. And through the course of the day, you're going to meet people that, you know, hate you. But how much of a role does it actually play on you? You know, if you're doing the work on yourself in order to gain your own self trust and your own self confidence, who's the one that's got to look in the mirror and see your face? Who's looking into your eyes at the end of the day? Is it that person over there that? says, I hate you because of this and that. Probably not. It's you. So if you can look at yourself and you can be happy and satisfied with the progress and the work that you put in to each day, then guess what? That's where the win comes. That's where the gratification comes. And the validation comes from yourself comes from the eye the reflection of your eyes because you did it you got through the day you took all that negativeness around you and you survived and you, you turned it into a good day now that's not going to be every single day you know not every single day you're gonna look in the mirror and be like man today was a great day However, you still made it through the day you still persevered and persevering is key. no matter what it is around you that that tries to beat you down as long as you're persevering, all that negative, all that negative talk, every negative action, it's not valid. There's no power. The power is within you and being true to you.
0: yeah uh, i think this like links into individualism like how we become ourselves so what do you think is the key to being ourselves? our i think our key to being ourselves
1: is literally drawing that picture of yourself of what it is that you want to be what it is that makes you happy Yeah, other people, you know, we're social creatures. Having other people around us is kind of part of our DNA makeup, something we crave. However, when you have that firm, and you know what, it don't even have to be a firm grasp. As long as you got that outline of who you are and what makes you happy when you look in that mirror, then you start plugging in the pieces around you. Because it's nothing more than a puzzle. And if the piece that's in your hand doesn't fit because it's toxic or it's negative, throw it to the side. There's another piece out there. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget because they're busy trying to find their value within somebody else. They're not taking the time to actually look in the mirror and realize you know what? I'm good enough to be here i'm entitled to be me because i persevere and i put the effort in. and once you get those two things within you know within your mindset you can look in your eye in your own eyes in the mirror and say that then the rest of it that's going to be healthy and be worthwhile having around you all fall into place on their own
0: yeah, life is just like a puzzle piece, and just like be able to connect all these things about ourselves. Then we see ourselves. What have you really taken out from your past that you really cherish now?
1: What have I taken away from my past that I would get rid of, or that I still really cherish?
0: What have you taking from your past that you are proud about? Probably my creative side.
1: When I was younger, I was very involved in music, writing, creating music, and that kind of got burnt out. That I burnt myself out on that. And for years I stopped writing, stopped doing anything and Then I got into podcasting and writing art, being a writer and things like that. Creativity side sparked back up and that was, I feel that's really key and really a a staple within who I am. And then on the other hand, as far as something outside of the creative world, I would have to say that would be my hunting and fishing activities. That's something that really, really ties me back to my childhood and my connection with my grandfather. He's the one that taught, that took me out, taught me how to do those things. And there was a gap there where I didn't do them after he suffered a massive stroke. And it was kind of like I resented the outdoors for it. And as he came closer to the end of his life, and, I don't know, a switch just kind of clicked that it made sense to get back out and start doing those things. And as I started doing that, I started to realize the ties that they had within me. I don't think at the time I thought they would be something I'd be on to save my life. However, through the through the storms of this journey, that's been my number one coping mechanism. So really, I'd have to say, without those two things in my life, at any point,
0: I don't think I'd have been where I'm at now. Yeah, also, like, kind of creative, I wouldn't say that I'm really creative. But I think that being able to express ourselves in different ways. And I think a lot of people can express themselves who who they are as people in the creative isn't always a strong suit for everyone but a lot of people can express it with uh, a lot of queers that uh, diverse with the personality and that the job isn't themselves but it's who they become through the job
1: right i mean creativity isn't a uh What's the word for it? It's not just, you know, one single shape. Creativity comes in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. That's, that's what this world was built on, this creativity. You had architects, you had musicians, playwrights, all sorts of different ventures. And if you bring them into the modern world, you know, you're just putting different titles on that creativity. Without that creativity, we wouldn't be who we are. It comes as part of the human experience. And there's no reason to fear expressing creativity, no matter
0: how you do. Yeah. Um, uh that's all the questions I have. Is there anything you want to say before we finish? And I think
1: we uh pretty well covered a lot of it. So uh, if I can just plug my podcast and whatnot, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, my podcast is called Project Mindfully Outdoors. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast. Um, what we do there is uh we cover everything from mental health and philosophy up to obviously the outdoors hunting and fishing and all kinds of stuff. There's two different shows. There's the what I call from the field, which chronicles my story, and my journey. And there's the campfire sessions where uh you should book a spot and join me. I bring guests down, we sit around and have a nice conversation about those those subjects. And then uh you can also visit projectmindfullyoutdoors.wordpress.com That's a, that's the website that goes with it. You can find us on all the social media and everything else. And I greatly appreciate
0: you having me on tonight. It's been a pleasure having you and he- hearing all those experiences. It was really inspiring. I was like so inspired and breathtaking by what you shared. You know what, brother? It's
1: been a long road, but. Hey, I've lived it for a reason
0: yeah
1: so i I appreciate getting the opportunity to share. I hope I added some inspiration to uh you and your listeners, and uh gotta do it again, yeah.